0: The deep voice you have, your tone is very soothing. You have a way to subdue to a crowd. You mentioned when we started recording that even a more raucous Hindu, you seem to be able to
1: comment down. Oh a bit. yes, the, there was a Hindu at like a bottomless brunch type situation, so yeah. everyone was drunk as hell. And everyone else was getting interrupted before me. And then I went on and they were just like a nice high energy crowd. I'm guessing Hindu because they were in matching clothes. One of them tried to start talking and her friend was like <laughs> and I was like, Oh, that's nice, that's very polite.
0: Hello, welcome to Comedy with an Accent podcast. I'm your Taiwanese comedian, Quan Wen. I interview comedians who perform English stand-up comedy but who are not native English speakers or they can have a very distinct British regional accent. This podcast is all about comedy, about accent, about languages and about the comedy technique. So stay tuned if you're interested. Hello, welcome back to another episode of a comedy with the accent podcast. I, am, oh, How do I start this one, right? Julian, I know both you and Alex don't like this bit, but I've realized I've ever asked you where my guest' accent is from, when they are white. I thought that's really unfair to my <laughs> non-white guest, so based on Vidura's accent, where do you think he's from?: How do you know? <laughs> Oh, <laughs>
1: no, we shouldn't have had that.
0: Could you tell, though? Um, no idea. No idea.
1: Because no. <laughs> you said it, they're thought, for oh, your skin complexion. Mm. Because Sri Lankas are a little bit darker. Yes, yeah, like from North India to South India to Sri yeah. Lanka, we just get a little bit darker as you go yeah. down. Uh, And then I'm dark for Sri Lanka as well.
0: You're dark for Sri Lanka. Are we getting into that discussion two minutes (laughs) into the podcast? Let's talk about colorism Uh, on the uh,
1: subcontinent. Yes, on the subcontinent. Because my family moved to the US and then moved back. So the base of my English is American, um, and then you're one of the few people that said that like, you can hear like a South Asian accent in the way I speak. Uh, okay, so
0: let me introduce you properly oh, before yes. we <laughs> get into the juicy bit. Our guest today is Vidura Bandera Rajapaksa. I don't know I did it just because I've been calling him Vidura for months, it and uh, no I heard him casually introduce himself. Vidura, if you have struggled with his name, you will know him as Vid. If you are an insistent English speaker, he will call himself Vidura, but is Vidura welcome and because of people's struggle with foreign language in general you might know him as Vidura BR and and and
1: also me trying to downplay a somewhat troublesome last name (laughs) so on the internet it's Vidura BR no one actually calls me that I'm very happy no one actually calls me that uh, just So yeah, Vidra. I'm just waiting until I can scrap the two last names all together and just do a, a Adele or a Beyonce and just be Vidra. Yeah, prepared. which
0: I'm already doing. Vidra goes by Vidra B.R. for a reason because his last name is exactly the same one as a very corrupt, evil political family in Sri Lanka. No relation, only a
1: coincidence. a <laughs> <It's> terrible coincidence. <laughs> I wouldn't have... Or to
0: maybe be... there is some. No, you just I, haven't discovered. I, you just I, need I, to I, send I, your I, DNA I, sample to... <laughs> I wouldn't
1: be doing this if I had that palm oil money.
0: So no, no, no. It's really no. scary because to do... The the recording today I had a proper look into the political scandal I know it was always on the news Mm. but the name was so long I didn't know there were several of them there was an evil patriarch with different sons and they were all involved at different stages one may be a cabinet minister of the brother etc the last president was ousted and the Sri Lankan normally quite a peaceful people storm his residence you can see how
1: much shit there must be historically not a peaceful people I think if you visit there's a peaceful vibe but then it's been a violent country since we've been a country Country. Okay. Of- One thing I'm going to say,
0: I'm going to count how many times you say vibe today, okay. and we will do a tally at the end of this
1: okay. podcast. <laughs> gonna, but- do, do I say it a lot? <laughs> do you realize you say it a lot? No, I know I like... To get that feeling across, I'll either say feeling or vibe or energy. (laughs) Because it sort of encapsulates enough in a word, but now I'm aware of it.
0: (laughs) We'll get to that Mm -hmm. a bit later. Mm -hmm. My first question, you've already answered it somehow, is do you think you have an accent when you speak English? Which would you're halfway through it.
1: Yeah, uh, I have like a weird mixed accent where it's, I think... The base of it is american was mostly quite anglicized and then there's like little bits of sri lankan i think in
0: you there. have a what i call a netflix accent oh inter- as in if this? you want to be cast as an actor and to be in a drama in a specific country you might be rejected because we can't tell where you're from
1: oh, But right. any
0: drama on netflix their intended audience is global audience you have less a problem to be cast so very international you're a traveler you're a world citizen you definitely live in more than one country for a very long time that's general impression i've got and the reason i said i don't know the exact phrasing i said to you what i could tell is you obviously live in america for very long time but little trace of something else i don't know what that is i wouldn't know that sri lankan it doesn't sound particularly subcontinental to me you could be from india or pakistan or bangladesh sri lanka or you could be singaporean for example and you could be from south africa the reason i say that because i have a lot of friends who move from taiwan to america ranging between age of eight to 13 and 12, mm. they went over having spent a few years as a Mandarin speaker. So even though they eventually became fluent in English, mm. even though they forgot how to speak Mandarin, there's always a base of something else below their English fluency. Oh. And that's my. what I feel from you. So you obviously spend a lot of time growing up in America, but you started with another different language, which I'm not familiar
1: oh, with. Oh, that's yeah. singular, which is because it's only spoken in Sri Lanka. And even in Sri Lanka, like say in most office jobs especially if they deal with places outside Sri Lanka which we need to because we're a very small island you need to speak English so is Singhal- that policy
0: for racial harmony?
1: What do you mean? In what well, way? Uh, that
0: oh, first, so like first for
1: there to be a unifying language.
0: Yeah. Sort of so thing. first, the
1: language is this Sinhala or Sinhalese? Um, Sinhala. Uh, Sinhalese. People. Race See, of people. I used
0: to have a flatmate in London, the first flat I have ever lived in. She described the language as Sinhalese, so maybe she got it
1: wrong herself. But maybe because that's why you're... it's not something we think about. But if I did think about it, language is definitely Sinhala. I guess Sinhalese would be. It's also the race of people. When people say, "Do you
0: speak Sri Lankan?" you understand what they mean, but. Technically, they are more than one language on the island of Sri uh, Lanka. Yes,
1: official languages are Sinhala, Tamil, English. And Tamil is
0: uh, spoken by about 13% of the population in the north and the northeast.
1: Yeah, and then like even in Colombo, when I was living there, I spoke like a little, little bit to like be able to go into shopping, this sort of thing. Now it's all gone. Most of the Tamil population is in, there's hill country in the middle and then the north and the east. The whole official language thing was of political contention for a long time. In the city, most people speak Sinhala, and then because it's such a tourist-dependent country, even in rural areas, a lot of people speak at least a functional level of somewhat broken English, but enough to communicate with the people they're trying to get money.
0: Right. So let's say, oh, I think I have
1: to explain first.
0: Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. You said your family moved from Sri Lanka to the US when you were five. Five, and then moved back when I was 11. Oh, so you spent six years in the U.S. Yeah. Yes. and then from eleven onwards you live in Sri Lanka, Sri Lanka. until you left again in adulthood.
1: Uh, in seventeen went to Uni in Malaysia and then back to Sri Lanka for a few months. Then Germany, brother in Germany for three, four years. Global charter Yeah. yeah. Which is your first language, you would say? At this point, English. I don't, like say I went back home, it would take me like a few days. I can understand just as well as I always could. The speaking is very broken and my English accent bleeds into my single accent. And that goes away after a few days, but very unconfident. Because I don't practice, like my parents speak to them in English. My grandmother, I speak to her in a mix of single and English. But Let's was, say a TV channel
0: in Sri Lanka suddenly want to interview you. Would you be comfortable no, doing it? No, a, no, no, at all. Not, not even that level. No, 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 no.
1: Not for an intro. It's because I forgot what I knew when we moved to the States and then relearned it as a teenager. So it is weirdly like it's a second language to me.
0: So even though there was only six years in the States, it was such a critical time of language development. It had been a rupture for your at I hour. think
1: so, yeah. I think any language, it's how much practice you get. Yes. And even when I'm in Sri Lanka, like say most young people around Colombo, I mean, this is also dependent on economic status, but like lower middle class and up speaking with each other most of the time <gasps> um, yeah it's one it, the, of those the perfect colony immigrant yes, it, it, it's one of those I
0: want to use a term but that involves the N-word so I don't want to use <laughs> it but, but you know what
1: oh, I mean oh yes yes yeah I, I know what you yeah. because I think English it's a social mobility language yeah. so in government schools in Sri Lanka you do English medium or uh, no you do both as a subject up to all level age, like 14, 15. And then you pick English medium or Singapore medium or Tamil medium, depending on where, what right. school Right, okay. And generally, if you want to like leave Sri Lanka at some point or just work in a like an office job, like a nice And job. is there a pattern for the Sri Lankan people to want to leave Sri
0: Lanka for a better yeah. life? Uh,
1: yes, I mean, I think similar to like most developing countries, like at least in my friend group, there was definitely a like, if we can leave, we, we'll leave sort of thing mostly because of the case of like...
0: that's us say, if you had never left Sri Lanka for the USA, mm. you would have achieved the same level of frequency, it's just that your accent may be a different
1: yes, mix. yeah. If I like, say, lived in Sri Lanka my whole life and stayed there as an adult, then definitely I'd still have my single hand, I'd have a little bit of Tamil, and my English would be similarly strong, because I get a lot of practice with it, but I also like, since I was a kid, have read exclusively in English. I think that like and with internet You would have been able To access the
0: movies it, yeah, The videos exactly.
1: Do you dream in English Or in Singhala English English Yeah Wow Because even my vo- Like when my Singhala Was at its best Even then my vocabulary In English Was more developed Because I read it in English So are you one of those people When
0: you speak Singhala You would jam some English words in Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I used to hate those people so much, but now I go back to Taiwan. You say language require practice. Mm. I don't want to be that... I generally don't know how to say something in Mandarin mm-hmm. which is still horrible because when I speak English there are words I can't remember how to say
1: so um, I feel like I'm retreating on both from, maybe <laughs> it's
0: early health I'm, I don't know
1: I think I've weirdly not deliberately committed very completely to English as my main language because I find that I'm more proficient at it than most native speakers are but then the, I think that's because I use it so much I like somewhat speak for a living and then I read a lot so okay. between those three things it's become definitely main language by a good margin so people on the British Isles are extremely sensitive to accents only
0: different is whether they say or not they always notice very small variation of accents because on this island there's so many i've
1: never been to a place that is so everywhere it notices like even in sri lanka you can sort of tell like but they're obsessed with it they're aren't obsessed they? with it and there's a, a
0: so social... you hear that british people why are you so obsessed <laughs> with accent but we need you because otherwise this podcast wouldn't exist with a minimal level of audience oh so have you ever been told or people ask you where's the accent from um, directly in not, your face? Not
1: really, because I think British people internally are very obsessed with their accents because it also denotes this weirdness. Yeah. There's a social hierarchy associated with it. Yes. And then I think, because I'm so clearly foreign, I'm exempt from this. So they don't necessarily yes. care about me, uh, which is nice. I, I They're get... curious, but not curious enough to have to offend you by asking you that Yeah, and I, I, I don't think I would be offended affa- because I know it's one of those, like, I know I have a weird accent compared to what is around. So it makes sense for people to be curious. And I'm clearly from somewhere else and people usually want to know what somewhere else is it doesn't happen too often though sometimes like people will ask the specific question of already knowing I'm from Sri Lanka why my accent doesn't sound Sri Lankan and then I'll have to mention that I moved, I so, well, kid moved
0: how would a Sri Lankan accent sound like would it be like a lot of South Asian acts when they try to do the stereotypical
1: very bouncy kind of accent uh, it's not as bouncy it is I guess closest to a South Indian accent so like the easiest reference I can give is when Ramesh Ranganathan who is Sri Lankan does his mother voice, that accent. But also like accents change in Sri Lanka, even in Colombo, a Tamil family. Their English accent will be different than a single family because their base language has different rhythms. You don't
0: see Romash as your ultimate nemesis you need to remove though, do you? No, I think so, they can only be one Sri Lankan. He's the, <laughs> we
1: serve a very different demographic. Because right? <laughs> uh, um, he's very British like culturally, okay. the way he presents, whereas I'm very not anything in particular. Which, now that I know what my audience looks like, they're also not anything in particular usually. A lot of like younger immigrants from places, from somewhere else. Usually that is like the common denominator.
0: Well, it's very interesting that you compare your demographic to what people like about Trevor Noah.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: Because you say people come to you knowing or expecting you to have a perspective mm. and they really want to know your take because you are well-traveled but you're not from a typical western specific privileged amygdala's background you're from a foreign country mm. so you can see things from different angles they want to know about it and also you do cultural commentary in your stuff mm. that ties into what you just said you are so well-traveled did you see that reflected in the people coming to your comedy show
1: definitely like they're all similar Similar to me, usually younger immigrants that have left their often developing country to come to London, or like most of the cities I'm able to do, is because the people that follow me live in big cities, which I'm very happy about. That's where younger immigrants will move to, generally. Like people like me want to be in a big city. That might be. It's a lot to assume that people care that much about my specific perspective, but uh... maybe they don't. But they appreciate that
0: specific nature. For example, on a comedy lineup or a specific show, everyone is brilliant. But you need to have something to make people remember you by. Mm. I think people remember you by. That guy has a lot of interesting stuff, like premises or topics other people don't cover. Mm. Or he covers in a way that we've never heard before.
1: Yeah, if I have like a strength in stand-up and what I do, it is a lot of my premises are like a point of view. rather than like the previous hour that I put out and I have somewhat of an audience from is a lot of social commentary. And then the new hour I'm doing is very like none at all, really. It's like very internal. But the same audience that comes enjoys that as well because I think the common denominator is that every bit is sort of like a point of view. And it's the comedy that mostly is like very personality point of view driven. I would even argue that generally all good comedy, even if it's like not so like, it can even be a big, big example. is like the Bo Burnham Inside Special where that point of view is very nihilistic somewhat self-defeating he never says that explicitly but that is the feeling you get from every song in that piece of work but you also has social commentary yeah that's true The previous my favorite one,
0: song yeah. from that special is white woman's instagram
1: oh yes yeah
0: white <laughs> woman white woman's instagram I'm sorry oh no
1: uh, you know, that's true that he does have social yeah commentary. right yeah. this is
0: little easter egg he planted
1: I did like little interviews With newspapers back home And there is a thing of like People say they relate to myself And that feels nice Because sometimes I feel like I'm not that Sri Lanka or not Sri Lankan enough Yeah
0: Can we talk um, a little bit
1: about that Because you live in Sri Lanka For so long But you did spend
0: A bit of time abroad And you're describing You don't feel You're absolutely On the same level Of some people They think they can Identify with you What do you feel about that?
1: I, I think it's nice That people identify with Because I didn't expect It to be the case Even when I was Living there as a kid I was like I don't quite feel in here, mostly due to things like it's a relatively socially conservative country that doesn't really match my values, stuff like this. In that way, it was the main thing where I didn't know that many people that were similar to me or wanted similar things. And since I've left and I go back, even like without me opening my mouth, people know I'm foreign. Your demeanor, demeanor, your vibe. I'm the yes, one who's in yeah, yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. My vibe. People usually think I'm an Indian tourist of some sort. Really? Yeah. Oh. Uh, before I say anything, I think demeanor, and then also there's visually a lot going on. Even in the cities, like uh, I this might have changed now. I'm thinking of like when I was living there, which was a decade ago.
0: How do I describe? Because Vidura has removed a couple of layers of what he was wearing <laughs> today. If you see some of those Instagram account that capture a fashionable pedestrian in a big city, <laughs> he will. Be one of those photos. Oh, oh that's that's real nice. that's been pinned on the top of the Instagram account. If that makes sense to you, oh, that's nice. He's removed you. I still have about five or six color, but when I saw him at a tube station, I think there are about a dozen colors
1: on his body. Oh, yes, you see, know, because I had a very colorful scarf. Did you have a hat on today? No, but no. I do like a hat. But say, even if I was just like this, it would just be not normal. Definitely, people would either think, How did you even shop in Berlin? It was very difficult to find colors on your job. They do like all black and brown. Lots of eBay. I get a lot of stuff on eBay. I've been told of this thing called Vinted, but I haven't tried it yet. Sri Lankans can obviously see
0: that you're foreign. Yes,
1: I think so. Even if I live there, I've lived somewhere else for a long time. Because Colombo is not the same as London as a city. Of like, Most people who are living in Colombo are from Colombo. And I think places like that, where everyone that's there is mostly from there, are just more conformist inherently. It takes
0: just... a lot of courage to just be yourself because people comment on it. Yes, and...
1: exactly. And back home, people thinking I'm from somewhere else gives me... I also have an out of like, he's not Sri Lankan, he can do what he wants. So there's that, which I do appreciate. Because what I like about being in a big city is... Is that thing of no one really cares about okay. you, you. So not anything malicious or critical, but you wanted to leave Sri Lanka. Is it because
0: you feel like you always belong to a bigger stage and Sri Lanka... Even uh, though it's not A tiny country But it's not big the, Is the uh, sense of that Or is some sort of Provincial flair of it Makes you feel A bit suffocating
1: How do you describe that I think one of it Was a practical Like I've always been A very ambitious kid And then the scale Of what you can do In Sri Lanka It's a small place There aren't that many people Is a certain amount So there was that aspect of it I didn't know I'd want to go Into show business And if I did Then it definitely Wouldn't be So much of an option Really Because there aren't Enough people to tour Like just in Sri Lanka yeah,
0: Let's say if you're not a performer your day job is a programmer. yeah is it because you want to work for a bigger company or you want to live in a bigger city which one's more I think important it would
1: at the time been a thing of want to live somewhere just generally more comfortable also the lack of anonymity where like colombo in particular is a city but it's a small place so like say we went out for coffee to a random cafe there'd be at least one person there that knows me for no other reason than like colombo being such a small place oh my god uh, and okay. that's, it's just annoying like everywhere you go like someone you don't know i'm A very, you know, generally a reclusive private person. And Sri Lanka is not a place that allows for that, at least in the city. And they
0: would say that if you're such a private person why do you put so much color on you? I like, mean it's yeah, kind of really true. nasty comments yeah. like, but why not? If I want to do it why not? Why can't I have both? Yeah.
1: So I dress loudly for myself. There's a general lack of privacy also that my parents and my whole family will just be around. <sighs> uh, that's exactly why I left Taiwan. It, I just,
0: there's always something going on that like you have to attend the cousin's wedding or you need to pray for one random goddess because
1: there's so many gods yeah, in yeah, Asia yeah. and there's always something. That's why. Well independence and autonomy were very important to me even when I was like a kid and I was like how do I make this happen I can't have that here you basically Uh, prefer the western lifestyle in a big city I think so there is like as a generalization I think eastern cultures are more communal and Mm -hmm. western cultures are more individualist and then as a person I think I am just more individualist basically you're a very
0: international comedian I like to think I'm in the same league but how do I say this I didn't feel my attachment to my home country would be so strong As in, because I'm currently writing my solo show for this year's Edinburgh Fringe. Mm -hmm. So I talk a lot, a lot more about Taiwan. To see my people, my compatriots come and talk to me after the show. And they say, whatever I share about my grandma, for example, is absolutely relatable to them. It's absolutely bang on. They gave me so much comfort. So I don't know how you feel about, do you want to or do you really identify as the comedian from Sri Lanka or just like the comedian. Oh, by the way, I'm also from Sri Lanka. Because you explain, I didn't uh, spend years living abroad like you until I left university. Mm-hmm. So our, I like to think we have certain similar levels. Similar, similar, yeah. But you live in the US as a kid for a substantial amount of time that I don't have. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that made you feel about this attachment. Because I have a very obvious roots. I always long for an independent Western lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But it's not until I actually achieved that I felt oh I still have so much connected back
1: oh interest to Taiwan. I think I have a weird relationship with back home where it is still home. Like I haven't been back since twenty eighteen, I think. Love Street Luck as a country. Not a big fan of Colombo as a city. Oh. Um i just put I'm happy to put that up most <laughs>
0: I think most you know a lot of Sri Lankans are on your side on this issue uh, yes that as well
1: I think most people in Colombo don't really like Colombo as a city uh,
0: <laughs> who likes it then The people who live in a city don't like I the city I think older
1: people but also like I'm commenting on the Colombo I know No, is 10 years ago hmm. so it might have changed but it's also like say you're a young person that wants to like make a life for themselves there aren't so many opportunities especially current economic situation even less opportunities and then there's sort of a way of doing things a lot of people will end up working for their parents company or something like this and that's not I wanted to live it's a social prison in the most communal sense possible it, yes
0: it is you cannot escape your it family it's very ever. interconnected so in a way Sri Lankan could not the, really blame when you have an evil leader he breathes his family into every aspect of the political system yeah
1: because well, his son was like the they made up I think um, I'm not 100% he was like minister of sports or something sporting I don't know if that position was there before <laughs> um,
0: As um, he has too many sons for the I position so. possible something so, silly <laughs> to account- that he's male proneness. He has to create one more cabinet minister position. Yes.
1: And <laughs> it's the case of like, say you were like oh on a night out with your friends and you're in a club and there's a minister's son there that's a liability be in your friend group one of the bodyguards of minister's son will come over and be uh, point to one of the girls in group and be like you're coming with us because he wants to hang out with you she sort of can't say no there are stories like that minister's sons are, are a troublesome breed but then that is like general developing country political corruption it's terrible yeah that was the norm when i was i was there not the norm but it happened it's a strange relationship because i've lived long term in a lot of places i have different amounts of attachment to the different places i think as as an adult where the Berlin feels like my hometown like I feel more I've had disproportionately more good times there than I have in Colombo. Like Sri Lanka wasn't terrible but then life started getting better very quickly as soon as I left but, but then that's more like I got lucky I moved to Berlin there was like I started stand-up I that wasn't planned. Now if I want to like feel at home in a place I'll go back to Berlin much sooner than I would Sri Lanka and then now London is starting to feel more and more like home. I haven't been anywhere quite long enough to like really call it home because Sri Lanka, I was there like 12 years of my childhood, but then two broken up. So like there was a five-year chunk and a seven-year chunk. If we have to look for
0: somewhere you identify with, you identify more with a city than a
1: land. Yes, more more You don't city. really say like Germany. I'm not Germany, Germany. I'm not Germany. See, yeah, I, I've
0: noticed you mentioned so much Colombo rather than Sri Lanka I, and so
1: much Berlin rather than Germany. I'm very very much a city boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I,
0: I, don't okay. let me ever see you on the BBC programme Escape to the Country.
1: Like You're <laughs> ultimate no, I'm hypocrite. i so, out.
0: What's the difference between a more international crowd and a more localised crowd for you? Oh, I think... How I'm, does that restrict you Or made you have to adapt Or tailor your stuff In a different
1: way I'm very stubborn In that I think I Honestly I've never like Tailored my stuff To an audience I'll edit As in like Say I have an hour of material I'll have the stuff I can do To like a British club audience Yes And then The stuff I'll do To weirdly Because there is a thing Of like I won't be And I don't necessarily Want to be like The Sri Lankan comedian I don't see a world Where my audience You is want to be Vitor. South Asian. Yeah just me I'm very much like People come to see me Not the Sri Lankan guy And like Sri Lanka is a big part of who i am so that's inevitable But it could be Absolutely.
0: worse right people can come to you and ask you and think you are the indian comedian oh, you yes. know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah, so there's always worse yes there is a, a level of <laughs> so why don't you talk about abu from uh, the Simpsons? Uh- have people ever say that to you
1: no not really i think like if they saw me perform even a shorter set they know that's not my vibe. but uh, i think the sri lankans that do like me aren't necessarily the more common demographic of sri lanka they're usually they skew more liberal i think naturally mm-hmm. younger exclusively younger like under 40 more general shows not my audience a general club show here they have like the racially themed evenings that are like the brown shows racially <laughs> themed uh, uh, racially themed evenings <laughs> that's why we live in London <laughs> uh, well, I don't do well at those because I think people that come for like a brown comedy show want a Russell Peters genre of comedy right which that's a very fair job like, a lot of people do that very well i'm not one of those people when people expect a russell
0: peter type of show you don't do quite as well oh i do terribly i would really bad. Can that's you, are you just that's too much a perfectionist? You're not dying. Oh, no, 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 though. no, no, no. It's, anything no. that doesn't include rowdy applause yeah, to you is it, not good
1: enough. Yes, exactly. Like uh, anything that isn't like, you know, I have my standard. If I don't meet my standard, I'm very upset with, not with myself. I'm like that. I judge that as a, this didn't go well. Um, if
0: people laugh really loudly, but there's not one single applause. Oh
1: no, I can. You can live with
0: that. I can live with that. <laughs> so with do you already. think an audience of all shades and color or nationality might actually be better easier for you than a night of almost exclusively subcontinental or
1: brown artists Uh, it depends on like the sub demographic of the subcontinental if it's like younger city people i'll do great if it's not if it's like there's aunties and uncles and this this (laughs) sort of vibe i'm going to do terribly What's your Uh, view of a South Asian
0: comic Who goes on stage And does a thick South Asian accent Where they don't actually speak like that
1: Oh, if they don't actually speak like that But they they, would say
0: their mom Their uncle Their grandpa Oh, they'll they'll do the impressions
1: Yeah Ah, that I would not ever do it myself But you know It's a genre of comedy Enough enough is said I absolutely hate
0: it Not not, not the subcontinental (laughs) comedian But the, but the, the East Asian
1: equivalent Like it's not the comedy I enjoy It's a valid form of You know People I don't do the even think it's valid. I think there's a
0: certain level of snobbery in it. I feel oh, like... Oh, snobbery.
1: Oh, because it is does
0: denote... It feels day. like... My parents haven't successfully transitioned, but I, and it's the sexful version. Oh, that is... Cause... I, the Finnish westernized one, but not my parents. I really hate that. Oh, there is, I didn't think about that. Cause but maybe I, do, I overthink myself. If I ever
1: cause... do, like my mother said this, my dad said this, I'll do it in my voice, usually. That's actually one of the questions
0: I had for some of our, my guests, because it's a choice, and it's an artistic choice. In my case, I don't have to, and I shouldn't, because my mom will always talk to me in Mandarin. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't make sense.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) Like, my mom, obviously, she speaks English with an even thicker accent than I do, but we will never have a conversation in English. So when I retell the story, if I chose to do a very thick mandarin accent for my mom that's only because i'm clowning myself out in front of western audience Mm. yeah that is so in that sense either my mom is a part of the joke or that accent is a part of the joke which is not my intention
1: neither of those things are good really like strange like to use like in that genre of comedy say like Russell Peters was the biggest example of that yeah. he doesn't do it badly like usually the punchline is the punchline and the accent is usually very accurate and it adds like texture to the punchline I it's still not like I wouldn't like sit down and watch an hour of it but I remember the first Russell Peters special on YouTube I fucking love that shit I actually didn't mind when he did the Chinese accent I
0: thought it was mm. hilarious because he did it so well yeah. but what I didn't like is when it described between him and his dad I just thought you think you're better than your dad
1: the, yeah but then everyone thinks they're better than the. dad No, like everyone has a
0: complicated relationship (laughs) with their dad. But to think in the sort of immigrant hierarchy, you are a league above your parents. That's a different thing.
1: That's a different thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, But my example has always been I never feel Margaret Cho credit herself socially higher than her parents. Mm-hmm. For her, her parents are generally funny and weirdo, and she celebrates that with them. Mm-hmm. But I just feel there's a little bit of a snobbish attitude from Russell Peter when he talks about his dad.
1: Uh, I think that's a general, like, especially... From another country, your parents moved here, and you grew up here. There's that because then you're growing up in this new place as a kid, and you want to be uh, as a kid. You just want to yeah, be like when everyone else. But you
0: perform else. as an adult performer, you have a choice uh, artistically how to handle that. But then
1: you're dealing with all that baggage, is it? Because I got to move here as a semi-formed person of yes. like I like this is who I am. It is what it is. Whereas if I moved here as a you know a teenager, early teenager, where I'm just like please please like me. Blah, blah, blah. Then you're more I think inclined.
0: So if someone doesn't know you well, you look like... Mm. You look like a cult leader. And like you give it like a, a modern <laughs> cult leader vibe like a... and you take your follower to a small town. Oh, that Netflix documentary, that wild country. And you also mentioned you seem to have ability to subdue mm. the audience. The way you talk, either because of that misconception of Asian culture, people mm. see you, they see a guru, so they want to follow your yoga advice or something. <laughs> Rather, is the deep voice you have, your tone is very soothing. You have a way to subdue a crowd. You when we started recording that like even a more raucous Hindu, you seem to be able to comment that
1: oh yes look, there was a Hindu at like a bottomless brunch type situation so yeah. everyone was drunk as hell and everyone else was getting interrupted before me and then I went on and they were just like a nice high energy crowd I'm guessing Hindu because they were in matching clothes one of them tried to start talking and her friend like <laughs> and I was like oh that's nice that's very polite I, was... I don't know
0: where this mysterious energy is from but once people pay attention to to what you say, you're very smart and intellectual. You do have a point of view and you don't really want to impose your point of view on everyone. You simply want to share your point of view. Yes, it is like,
1: this is what I think. As to
0: whether you take it or not, I'm fine with that. Because a lot of comedies, I'm calling it the Jordan Peterson syndrome. Oh, right. They want to be that guy with that voice. (laughs) They want to carry the world. They want to change the world. And they think they are a new 21st century George Carlin or Jordan Peterson. George
1: Carlin is like, I think what a lot of people try to do. Yeah, there's a demographic I'm thinking of, like, younger white guy comedian that tries to be, what's the word, I would put, like, provocative intellectually curious this sort of but for the contrarian contrarian time, yeah. but for but the sake of doing it think,
0: people not knowing you well or not paying attention to your comedy may have the misperception ah. that what you do is basically that which is absolutely not true I
1: am not too different from say those people it, like the main difference is that if I'm talking about something it's because there's also emotional like I have a reason to talk about it internally ah, that's very um, interesting you, like you elaborate more like on that like emotional weight behind like I care I care about it and I think about it anyway I I wouldn't like this strange, weird habit. I think it's getting less now. Finally, people want to talk about trans people for no reason when yeah. it has no like relevance to their life. When well, you
0: barely know anyone exactly. in your life,
1: but it's like, oh, this is a topic people. Are f- talking about let me like can it i quote one a... example from your first special oh, yeah, yeah. if
0: you don't mind yeah i think there was an absolutely brilliant bit you did about protecting buddhism not from christianity uh, or muslim but from middle-class white woman <laughs> i found it absolutely hilarious <laughs> oh, but uh, can we say that because yeah. people do that i even have one gag about that myself but it becomes trendy to bash white women
1: Oh, yes, yeah. They're, Bill they're... Burr
0: has done it. You're in a jacuzzi with me. Oh, yes. Jamali Maddick has done it. So oh, interesting. People have done it. But when you say that, it's something clicked for me. When you say you did it, there's an emotional attachment. You are genuinely annoyed how Buddhism
1: has oh, been. Oh, weird. Not annoyed. I think that one. I'm not annoyed, but I think it's specific enough because it's not all white women when I say that. I feel the same thing about they not knowing
0: not about the culture, but they are so on the chain about portraying themselves mm. as the know it all of your religion.
1: Yes. I'm the- like that like you barely read internal emotional connection give to a topic is specificity say people hear that bit they don't think of white men in general they think of like a very specific like hippie white lady that they know yeah. or have met and that I think specificity makes things funnier when something's not relevant to you you can't be specific you don't know what you're but talking about what I'm about. saying is this is relevant to you yes, because yeah, yeah. you see how funny it is when
0: they reduce your religion into consumerist symbols
1: yeah exactly you know,
0: just like basically they treat it like emoji and stickers
1: mm-hmm.
0: you have such a superficial standing on something, and that's actually the butt of your yes. joke. But the yeah. reason you want to do this is not because it's fashionable to slag white women. Mm. It's because there's a general specific group that does, this, does thing, this thing and emotionally you've really felt what wow, that has a, a effect on you yes, so that's why you yeah. have to
1: cover it so is that really and then it's just not as funny weirdly like when it's so removed from yourself because my immediate thought is like why are you talking about this like, it's why? not yeah. authentic to yes, you as a person uh, where does it doesn't make sense like it, and that like, dis, I'm disconnected immediately but I think there's a uh, very specific and I'll call them an asshole like an asshole the audience that likes that
0: only because they don't actually have enough suffering and hardship in their life. Maybe they do.
1: I just don't know enough about that. I think different people find themselves to that state of being in different ways. I think the most common is this would just be... like a teenager's needing yes. something to stand out for exactly. attention. It, I think a general thing of like, it's a replacement for personality sort of thing
0: <laughs> so they're so bland they
1: need seasoning
0: yes exactly i think but can- when they choose seasoning they don't even choose a natural spice they just go for tabasco
1: yes exactly they're like we don't whatever is around whatever is think you've become more like a thinker I think I'm just very in my head to begin with sort of you're always wondering
0: about things did you read a lot as a kid yeah like read a lot as a kid read a lot now so is it a way for you to process why and how the world is functioning? How do we
1: end up like this? You pose this question to yourself? They're, they're less big questions. I'm not really a big question. They're like small questions, but I ponder on them a great deal. Usually like stuff in my life. The
0: question you ask sometimes can be so big, but your ego isn't that big.
1: Like I don't care. Uh, generally, don't. I think that might be a very like... You care about what uh, the audience is entertained. That is very much a priority. A problem I noticed in the UK in particular, there's a lot of people that want to see Smart And that usually makes them less funny. And it shows as well. Like, I can tell, like, this is a not-very-smart person trying to seem smarter than they are. Um, Ouch! Um, You're doing
0: shade better than I mean... all contestants.
1: But... The usual sign of intelligence is making a complex idea simple, whereas I've seen a lot of simple ideas being made complex.
0: It's like corporate people trying to do jargons when it's yes, absolutely yeah, unnecessary. Yes, yeah, this sort of thing. Like, So scientists are able to do that, where corporate business people, they make unnecessary, complicated
1: things yeah, because they have to hide Even it. down to like word selection, where a lot of people use like big words in a stand-up set. You will lose people using a needlessly Can big word. Can you have word. an example? Oh. A random one you heard. Let me think. I feel like someone's used deleterious in a set at once, or like. Is that contempt? No, no, we can't say it. Or like, like, I watched a set where they referenced Nietzsche by name. That's immediately like. Also, if if you've read Nietzsche and you understand Nietzsche, you can talk about the concepts in that book uh, or whatever book you read without bringing it up.
0: But were they doing like a specific character stage persona? No, no, no. they have to tie that to their upper middle class?
1: Uh, Oh, I think they were just
0: that. So one of my comments is that you have a way with words. You can use big words, but you don't use a lot. When you use it, you nailed it. But you also are really good at using very simple
1: language Mm. Parallel. I think I deliberately do simple language 90% of the time. Every yes. now and then, if it's a good word. For me, big words that are good, and English is nice in this way. It has words that you don't use them all the time, yeah. but they sound like what they mean. Like petulant is a good example. Petulant sounds... petulant? It means like a annoying, shitty person. There's a more specific definition, but it sounds like it means that as well. Yeah. Or like apoplectic. I used apoplectic, which means like very distraught. Gosh, um, I have no idea what I mean. It's like at the end of the bit, I'm already playing the role of being quite distraught even if you have no idea what that word means you sort of know in context this means that and it's just a funnily big word it's like the end end tag of a thing so what
0: i have this example maybe this is not that big word per se but when you talk about people perception of fat people Mm. you say that you were a chubby kid Mm -hmm. and you lost weight in your teenage years Mm -hmm. every time people saw you when you got slimmer Mm. you can't help but notice how happier they are as if they notice their extra oxygens of
1: oh right extra oxygen i know
0: oxygen is not that big Mm. the word but oxygen is also not it It is is
1: not a daily it's
0: not a daily word and to use that word oxygen amongst all those simple words that you use Ah, that really is the highlight of the joke but when i meant the simple language the other line you did is that people say that principles are principle but you then say but everyone has a price
1: uh, it's nice because phrases like that that yeah. say a lot in very little I think that's just like reading a lot or like the writers I like do that very well so it's like something I aspire to and I like little bits like that,
0: that for me that's beautiful Everyone got the prior It's what I think the strength of using English as a language to perform in. Because with English, you can really go sophisticated, you can go Latin, mm. but you can also go very punchy, short mm-hmm. word. Mm-hmm. And you're mixing 90% of the show
1: with the 10%. Which is like Latin. a little bit of something, you know? A yeah. like It's like garnish, garnish on a dish. I think like any writer, performer, what you do is very related to who you are. And I I just read a lot. And I'm very specific about, like, I read a lot, but I also will, like, put a book down if it's not interesting. I think you won't
0: admit that you want to say it, but my interpretation is you read a lot and you write the jokes in this way. But your primary concern is not to show off or make people perceive. People shouldn't know that I read a lot. Your intention is not to make people perceive that you may have read a lot. Some comics would just be like, I want not make people think I'm a very smart person.
1: The, but then that's a difference. That that. Com- like say, wanting people to think you're intelligent comes from an insecurity of your own intelligence. Well, yeah. I'm secure in my intelligence. Uh, Which is weird because <laughs> most comedians are quite damaged and... Yeah. <laughs> What, that I'm secure in my own intelligence? Yeah. I think that because up till recent, I was a generally very insecure person. And the only thing I was secure about is my intelligence. Because it's the thing of, I have a track record of like using my intelligence to get things in life. And so I was like, oh, I have this at least. So that's, so like, that's your core. Weird, yeah. Up till recently, that was like my main, like I hung a lot of my confidence on that. Now I'm a little bit more balanced.
0: Do you feel you need white people's goodwill for your jokes to be able to work, to pull N- it off.
1: Not goodwill. I need them to be Because if like... you don't
0: pay attention, it feels like your joke builds on a minority accusing white people of what they had done mm-hmm. wrong before. But only when you listen to the layers of it. It's not
1: actually that.
0: A very typical trope for a foreigner minority is to go on stage and, and say, you white about... people, you're evil.
1: Uh, I think that and... delivery and vibe specific, I think I come across very like, Peaceful, so people don't, you know, the guard is down and they're happy to listen to what I have to yeah. say. Because usually, when people deliver things that like are complaining about something external to them, in the case if you're a minority, that's very often racism. That it's done in a somewhat aggressive way, naturally, because you're going to feel aggressive about something. Yeah. But, um, but then that's what makes someone feel because def- I think when a white audience doesn't like that material, it's a uh, defensive. It's not that they're racist; they just don't want it being delivered in a more too direct a way. It makes them like look at themselves in a way that's a little bit uncomfortable immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you do it softly They'll just listen to you then And they'll have fun if They think about it later They think about it later But you know It's like a finessing them a little yeah. bit Yeah But does that
0: give you delight To try their limit And say yeah I got it right
1: Or um, The way you do those lines Have it, you thought about not it? Not specific to like Racial material Just in general Like when a bit works Especially when it's a bit I think how do I make this work And then when it works It's like oh it works That's nice I like to poke people
0: oh. Just that like being naughty <laughs> And if I poke them a little bit And they're like ooh And for me that's funny Hmm. But I try not to overdo it because I notice they get uncomfortable. Uh, but I also think the way you did, you managed to work because quite often you yourself is the part of your job. I will
1: and i You often... are the selfish, petty. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Annoying person. I, I will take the moral low ground. Uh, but is that bit... deliberate choice? Uh, so I think it's funnier. I think it's funny. It still gets the point across. But is that person
0: um, 100% true or you make yourself lower morally in the um, comedy set than you
1: actually are? No, it's to. like at least based on thoughts that I will actually have, like say... Thoughts you may not have acted Let me on. think. The example I can think of, it's very anti-Western country, but does very well even in a mostly white audience, is like I have the bit of like, oh, people say immigrants are just here for their resources and it really, whenever I hear that, it upsets me because people know my plan. That's sort of completely true. Like, I have no emotional attachment to the, mm. the places I've lived in. Well, actually, that's not... I have an emotional attachment to Berlin now. and starting to have one to London. But my intention for being here is very, like, follow my dreams and all that nonsense. It's the means, not the end. Yes. Like, I didn't move here out of love for this country. I moved here for myself. Which, which way, I, would not be rational. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. I mean, there are anglophiles, but then I'm not one of them. Well, it's like a comedically exaggerated version of the yeah. thought that I have. of Like, th- that's why I'm here. I think, like, the last tag in that is that this is an extended business trip and that I am sort of the villain in that situation but a Uh, comical villain yeah uh, like a comical villain and it's still like the subtext of that is like this is the case because of colonization and like my country doesn't have resources so I go to other countries that have more opportunities for me and there's a historic and all that I think I could say that out loud, but that's not that funny. Someone might not see all of that on first listen of that joke, but then if they like, remember it later, that's the subtext. I think all of that stuff is nice. as like, And that's good writing for me is like when there's a thing that you hear and that entertains the audience and then there's subtext to it that is implied, but you don't have to say it, say it because it kills the vibe. <laughs> to, well, to only three it. so far. Yeah, you don't so need to worry the, about I'm, I'm, it. I made you so conscious. I'm going to keep it keep it. end. Okay, time. I'm conscious
0: of time. I know so I have one final question. You are a very shrewd modern twenty. 20- 21st century performer in that you really seek quality in your video online offering mm. and I think at the Edinburgh French Festival last year wasn't particularly that kind to the level of quality of a show you brought on but your professionally shot mm. special which you release in bits mm. on Instagram and TikTok really pay off oh, K- I, that, was, that off. was a lucky break that no it's not uh. <laughs> a lucky break and also you mentioned in the podcast in 2020 you always had this plan you mm. want to make really good quality stuff you execute your plan accordingly, and he paid off. Kudos to it Oh,
1: thank you. Why does this insistent on the video quality come uh, I from? think, like, because video quality isn't just, like, that you get a good camera. The way people see you, like, the way people are exposed to you is important. So, yeah. say, like, the more common way of doing is stand-up clips, like, from a phone, and you put them, and they, they can go viral, but then... I think, this is like my hypothesis about it, if people see you in something that is like made well and clearly made to be like a good piece of work, they will see you in that light of like, this is a professional performer. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I recorded it like on my phone and I put out crowd work clips, even if I go viral, I'm still in the mix of the other people doing that yeah. same thing. And I just care about, qu- like, that's why I sort of was very resistant to doing any social media stuff because it's a, generally a quantity game. You know, I'm a snobby little artist boy and I want anything I put my name on to be of a uh, piece of work of worth. And a part of that is production value. I'm very clear about the career I want, very shrewd in like what will most likely lead to that. And I think putting out like a good piece of work is important. And then production quality is definitely a part of that. So you're happy to say you're shrewd and you're ambitious and yes, know you what yes, you want. Yes.
0: But I yeah. think you will be too humble to say this. I'll say this for you. <laughs> but if it's wrong, I'm going to cut it. I think you do comedy out of love for this craft, mm. but you don't enjoy the admin side of it. Mm, so
1: yeah, you are correct.
0: playing the necessary game to get yourself easier, to get the audience, to reach the audience, so that you'll be able to focus more just on writing and performing. That is why you're willing to do this at this stage. It's a necessary investment of your time and energy.
1: In a perfect world, I mean... To be fair, the filming, like being able to produce, direct, and edit my own special, like that, I enjoy. I'm happy to do that. It's the chunking it up into clips to put it on social media. Because it could have been an hour by itself. We were very happy with, like, as an hour finished piece of work of recording. Mm-hmm. But then practically, like, that's Social that's, media, that's, how yeah, they were these days. That, that's like the practical. That. That. Where, like, also, I was, like, more or less completely unknown. No one's going to watch an hour of someone they don't know. They'll mm-hmm. so watch, like, a little bit, you know? And I was aware of, like, this is a way to be seen. And then, and it was very much like a shot in the, the dark that hit because there is a thing of like you can make a good piece of work and people can still not care so the fact that you know if like enough people seem to care that now things are going better that is luck uh, like there's a, always an aspect of like you can work real hard and you can make a good thing but then you still need some luck and luck happened so I'm happy the fringe was rough it was a generally rough year uh, and I was like oh, okay I got a nice little break yeah 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 you're blushing
0: I'm not <laughs> gonna force it upon you so <laughs> basically there is luck but it's not just luck and I'll leave it there and from what he said for the hour and a half we spent here Vidra is really I think a very smart oh. comedian where can we find you on social media
1: vidurabr on all of the places Instagram is where I'm most active but then it's very much I have finished putting out the hour you, there will be nothing there for another year and a half but if you want to see me live I usually post it there or my website is also vidurabr.com V-I-D-U-R-A-B-R uh, everywhere
0: a lot of you would have known him so far but if you haven't do catch him don't miss the jet. Oh, no. uh, we are lucky to have him in London so today thank you for coming oh, with no, for thank you me. so we're gonna go have our lunch now yes. bye oh that's great oh that was so much